You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. You're listening to There's No Aging in Vegas, a one-stop shop for all things positive aging in the Vegas Valley and any place within ears reach. This show features topics relevant to adults 50 and over that help them live their lives to the fullest. Listeners will meet a variety of residents who've taken the reins of aging and are willing to share their tips and tools for creating a positive mindset and lifestyle. We're starting now. Hello and welcome to There's No Aging in Vegas. I'm your host, Pat Landacre, and this show is a dream manifested into reality. I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. You know, I created this show to help older adults embrace and take the reins of aging and live life to the fullest. And all it really takes is adapting a positive mindset. That's why There's No Aging in Vegas because we're too busy living and loving life. Now listen, I'm all about positive aging. I'm an aging specialist. I'm a certified senior advisor. I write a monthly column on positive aging for the Vegas Voice magazine, and I teach positive aging at UNLV Ollie. And so look, there's many older adults in the Valley who are stuck and avoid even discussing aging, but not my guests. This show will feature Valley locals sharing their positive stories about aging, and we have an amazing guest today who will be sharing his many stories. But before we do that, we are going to talk with AARP is going to have a segment on every show. And they're going to talk about what's happening with AARP, their programs. You know, they do a ton of stuff. So I really am excited that they're going to be here. And today I have with me by phone, Risa Page. She was just at CES and got to see all of the new age technology that's out there. Hey, Risa, how you doing? I'm doing great, Pat. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you know, look, I as soon as I saw you on Instagram and you were representing AARP at the CES, I thought, oh, my goodness, I got to reach her and have her come and talk about it on this show. So this is great for my first show. And this is a great uh, segment for AARP. So why don't you tell us about the different things that you saw? So I had an opportunity at CES. They had something called the AARP Age Tech Collaborative. And in that collaborative, there were 19 tech startups from all over the world. And I saw some amazing things. Like, for instance, I saw this wearable ring. It sort of looks like one of those aura rings that collects, like, your personal data. Oh, with yeah. sleeping and activity. Yes, but this one was different. It was almost like a remote control. I like to say it was the modern person's clapper because you could put it wireless. It didn't take any Wi-Fi attachment. There's no app. And you put it over some kind of switch cover or anything that would work electronically. 
and then you can control it just with your fingers. So if uh, there's some less ability, say, with hands and joints and all that, it made it really easy to just have it on your hand and just hit it on and off. So like the old clapper back in the day that turned your lamp off? Yeah, exactly like that, but no rewiring needed, nothing at all. So it was very simple, easy to use, and it could be moved from location to location. So if somebody had somebody they they were just temporarily housing to help them get back from an injury or until they could be back in their home on their own, or it could be used full-time, like that one switch that you forget to turn off when you get into bed. (laughs) Wow, that sounds amazing. What else did you see out there? It must have been incredible. I mean, I know I was at a conference in Atlanta with ASA, and, and, you know, they had all this new tech, and that was a couple of years ago, but it sounds like it's just it's growing and growing, that whole industry. What else did you see out there? Well, I also saw a couple things that, Uh, are aimed for helping people who have hearing issues. One of them was a super neat pair of glasses. And uh, actually, they can even include a prescription for distance lenses, or you can just buy them regular. But what it provides is you put these glasses on, and you immediately get closed captioning. So you are hearing conversations, and it can even be from the side, behind, in front. So they were really, really incredible. And something very similar that also was along that line of helping people with hearing disability is for many folks, when they do uh, have a hearing aid, they have to get adjustments done in a doctor's office or a clinic. And this offered where there was a 24-7 and it could be adjusted right in your home. You didn't have to take that trip or even better, let's say you go somewhere that you usually aren't and you're having trouble with the adjustment because As many of us know, you might have your hearing aids adjusted in an office, but then you get into a different setting and you're not hearing at the quality that you want to hear. So they have a 24-7 support that you can reset at any time. And then even when you got back home, you could call again and get it reset. You know what? That is fascinating because I had a friend. Unfortunately, he passed, but he I used to take him all the time to get his hearing aid adjusted. And he could have just done that from home, like through his phone or his computer. Or... Yeah, exactly. They have it connected with an app. And so they get a reading and then they can work with you over the phone. It was really incredible. Well, look, what else did you see? I'm jealous I didn't go. What else did you see out there, <laughs> Risa? Well, I also saw a couple of things that... Uh, one was uh, there was lots of artificial intelligence and one that was really kind of cool. It reminded me of when you would watch Star Trek and they could get into their little uh, zone there and have that to kind of zoom them to another place. Well, it was very similar to that. It was a holographic communications platform and you, you, you weren't really beamed up, but you could be beamed 3D into places. So let's say that there was a special occasion and you had someone special in your life that you really wanted maybe to perform uh, a wedding ceremony, but they could not come to where you were. You would be able to use this technology so that a 3D, almost like a hologram, but it's really you, could be part of it. So I just thought that was amazing because it can help bring families closer together and really changing the industry for sure. Wow, that's all so amazing. I wish I had way more time to talk about it. 
Um, so how yeah. much how much fun did you have out there? I mean, it. I know you saw stuff other than the H technology. I did. I saw all kinds of things for you know for children. I have to say that the whole display that has to do with automotive was oh, it's it's always incredible to see anything that might be coming down the road in tech for your automotive, especially for safety. But I have to tell you, the electric bikes display from all over the world, uh, Germany and Korea and the U.S., uh, was incredible. I visited that twice because you just couldn't take it all in. And it really it really kind of chomps at the bit for me a little bit that I think I want an e-bike. Hey, I love it. I, 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 you know, I'm like I said, I'm just jealous that you were out there. And next year, I'm going to make sure I go as well. And Risa, thank you so much for taking time to join us today on the show and tell us all about this fantastic stuff. I know that you are one of the big time volunteers with AARP and you do a lot of stuff and you go a lot of places. And I'd love to have you back to talk about some more of the uh, products or not products, but programs and different uh, innovations that AARP is a part of. And I will place on my website, there's no aging in Vegas.com. I will put all those references and companies so people can go check them out and check out their websites themselves. But again, Risa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Pat. It was really a pleasure. I was delighted to do it. All right. I appreciate you. I'll see you somewhere in AARP. All right. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Ron. Yes. What did you think of all that stuff? I thought it was wonderful. The CES show is an amazing show. comes here every year, and wow, does it put some business and money into the market. But all the things they see over there are just phenomenal. It, it really is. It's the future. Is. And I used to be able to go a lot because I had a show in Denver, and so I got that opportunity. But I, you know, one thing I know for sure is that AARP has always been right there at every intersection of technology and aging. And now we hear about some of these products. It's just absolutely amazing. But of course, Ron did not come here to talk about AARP necessarily. He's here because he is my first guest on this show. And I appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, you know, I had you because I knew that uh, you knew what you were doing and uh, you would I if hope I you're pass right. pass out, you know, <laughs> you'll, right. <laughs> be, you'll be here to take over the show. But, you know, um, Ron, you are so all over the whole entertainment industry, and you keep that industry alive through your show. And so I think that's fantastic, and that's why I wanted you to be here. Um, Ron, just to give you a little background, he was born in New York City and grew up on Long Island. Uh, he was in the military. Um he was a disc jockey for a long time. I think you've kind of floated in and out of that DJ thing for a minute. Yes, I did. I uh, started, I was 15 years old in my first mm. DJ job, and then other things happened. Yeah. And when I was in the Air Force, I, I wanted to be with Armed Forces Radio, but they decided I'd be better as a jet mechanic. Boy, I wouldn't want to get on one of those planes that I fixed. Uh, I was just thinking that myself, <laughs> in all honesty. But you've worked with uh, Motown and yes. Barry Gordy back in the day. You've been a DJ several times. Um, the thing that really kind of fascinated me, I, it tickled me, actually, was that you passed out two-for-one coupons for the mint, for the buffet. Now, how much were those? What was the value of those back then? Well, that was my first job in Las Vegas, was sitting, uh, standing on the corner of... Uh, Fremont Street, right by the Mint Hotel, which is now the Horseshoe. Yeah. 
and it was two for one buffets. But the buffet was a dollar ninety nine, four ninety nine, and six ninety nine, and that was a long time ago. Those oh prices no goodness. longer exist. Oh no way! We wish. I mean, that's the day of the dollar ninety nine steak and eggs and stuff. Too, Even less right? than that at some places. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But anyway, so you got really into advertising and ran an agency for a while, and yes. then you started investing in television stations and radio properties up north. And uh, then you got hired by Circus Circus, and that seems to be when it kind of, your life kind of took a turn. Well, it took a big turn because that started a whole new career. But up till then, I was a DJ, then an advertising agency executive, and a a broadcast station owner uh, up in Reno. And then in 1991, I got a call from the same guy who hired me 20 years earlier to pass out two-for-one buffet coupons. His name was Mel Larson. And he asked me if I'd like to be the marketing director and entertainment director of the Edgewater Hotel in Laughlin, Nevada. And I said, nobody goes there. Who goes to Laughlin? He says, jump on my helicopter. We flew down there and I got the job. Well, I mean, and it's obvious because you spent so many years in marketing and working with different hotels and casinos and everything. And, um, you know, you kind of took all that maybe you realized, hey, you know, I I know a lot of folks in this town. I could turn this into something. And you started helping people produce things. And, you know, I mean, I know a lot of us who who are very creative. Eventually, we have to find that outlet. And it looks like your outlet was certainly producing other people and helping them along. Um, You created a consulting company back in 2008. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when you started producing TV shows, radio shows, and Mm -hmm. now you are the host (laughs) of the most, and this is no joke, people, the most (laughs) watched live entertainment radio show in Las Vegas that's now in its fifth year, and that is Vegas Live Entertainment Radio. This show that you can listen live to every Saturday on five o- at 5 o'clock is like an online live happy hour, I'm telling you, with some of the Valley's entertainment royalty legends and leaders either posting on Facebook what they're saying hi to people or calling in. And then he does a big shout-out, I think, to everybody in the world uh, at the beginning of the show. But it's just a lot of fun. Did you come up with that concept for that show initially, or did it just kind of transform into that i wanted a show that had live live entertainers on there actually sometimes they even play live uh i wanted that kind of show when i say the most watched live uh, entertainment radio show you know it's a radio show yeah. so being the most watched live one is is the interesting comment it's because of facebook live and that creates over a thousand to fifteen hundred views yeah. each and every show yeah, every Saturday. No, it's my concept. I like a little bit of music, but it's an entertaining show. It's not about anything negative. It's totally positive. Yeah. And it's there to help local entertainers succeed, talk about what's coming up in their future. And the show is open to uh, everyone who's in the entertainment business locally, famous or not. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And the best thing is, is like a lot of the people will come on and sing their latest thing. Yeah. Or Clint Holmes was on there singing. To his own song. Oh, it was, was amazing. amazing. What a talented guy. Bebopping to his own song, if I recall. Amazing guy. Kelly Clinton was on with him. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Yeah, she does a lot of stuff, too. There's Vegas royalty right there, those two. And, too, you know, uh, when I look at, my whole show is about positive aging. And when I look at people like that, still just out there doing their thing and, and 
Kelly, I know for a while she was producing a lot of other people mm-hmm. over at the... Sterling Club. Sterling Club, thank you. Um, and just staying active. And that's the one thing I've really noticed because, like I said, I'm all about positive aging. And I look for cases where I see positive aging just running over. And on your show and your attitude and everything about aging and giving people a platform who might feel they've been forgotten, you give them a place for people who are sitting in the corner lonely as they age, you give them something to tune into. I just think you're amazing. You're very kind. Well, you know, I'm going to blow your head up. You're not even going to be able to leave the studio. I can't get out of the door here. I know. What you're doing to me. But I have some questions for you, my friend, because I said this is all about positive aging, and I wanted to get your take on a few things because you've known people over their lifetime, some of them. And I wanted to really uh, find out from you, you know, what you've seen in terms of how people age. But the first thing I want to know is you get to Vegas. What's your first experience? My first experience is uh, a Vegas experience for sure. I had just gotten that job we talked about earlier, passing out two-for-one buffet coupons. I also had a job inside the hotel uh, teaching gaming, which is something I had no idea, so they taught me. Wait a minute, teaching what kind of gaming? Gaming, table gaming, how to play the slots. Uh, in, in the showroom there at the Mint Hotel, it was called the Merriment Theater, and I had a table there, a crap table and all that, and I, was, I d- didn't know how to gamble, but yet I had to do that, so I learned real quick. Mm-hmm. But here's what I, the first lesson I learned. I'm in Vegas. Oh, wow, Vegas, you know, and I'm going to become rich. So I get a paycheck and I go inside the property. You can't, we couldn't gamble. We had to go across the street to the Golden Nugget. And I put my paycheck on the line. I said, okay, I'm going to win. I put down for red. It comes in red. I doubled my paycheck. Oh, my God, I'm a millionaire. I'm going to get rich. I went and did it again. It doubled it again. Oh, my goodness. I can't stand it. This is great. And then I bet on red one too many times. Of course. And next thing you know, I have no money. I blew the entire paycheck, and I've got two weeks to go to the next one. The lesson learned, don't gamble in your own properties. Don't gamble in your own business. You cannot win unless you are just something else. And it it kept me from doing that. I'm not a gambler even though I ran several properties yeah, as a general manager. Yeah, or go cash your check first and just yeah. take a portion, leave the rest in don't your do car. It, yeah, leave it, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, do, don't do that. Better yet, just don't put your check on the pass line. So my first experience was a Vegas lesson. Yeah, well, you know what? I think that's most people's first right. experience when they get here, you know? Uh, so well, there's some winners out there. Some people win un- uh, unbelievably often. I, it's hard to imagine. There, you, You're absolutely right, and you wonder, what in the heck are you doing, and... Uh, either they're not telling us their secret, or there is none. There is it's none. It's just your day. That's what I've always no, said. Every pull of the handle, the the, uh, the odds are exactly the same. Yeah. There's no one machine that does better than the other based on- Are you on, sure? I am sure. Because I know there's one at the uh, M Resort that's pretty, you know. Uh, I, know how, I know how it works. <laughs> they can change the odds. They open the front door, change the prom trip, the programming yeah. chip. And pretty soon it's a it's a ninety two percent payback yeah. instead of a hundred and one. Well, you know, we all wish we could understand how that all works. It's the luck. Um, that's all. Well, let me ask you. So, as I said many times, the show is about how aging looks and is and is lived in the valley, um, and especially in the entertainment community because that's what we tend as residents to see the most uh, are the faces of those people. What have you noticed about how people age? in the valley 
Well, this is a very uh, upbeat, modern, aggressive, fun town. It's uh, it's a little tough to grow old here because you keep reminded how much fun it is and you don't want to grow old. Yeah. Uh, but I've noticed that pe- people here age pretty gracefully. People I've known for 50 years, I see them now. Of course, we all get older, we get heavier, we lose our hair and all that happens. <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, so what? So what? You, you've got to keep going. You've got to get something done. You've got to do what you love. Yeah. And right now, being on the radio and producing radio and TV shows and other things, that's what I love. I'm never going to get old doing this. Uh, just yesterday, I was out looking for even new business. So my, my honey, Tammy, says to me, you know, well, you're 80 years old. I said, I just can't stop. Yeah. I don't feel that. I don't feel that number. Age is just a number. Yeah, it's a number. And I'm 80. But so what? I don't feel that whatsoever. I feel like I'm 40. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm fortunate to have good health to have all my mental uh, facilities. Well, we think so. We, I, well, some people don't think I do, but for sure I think I do. And uh, and, and I'm enjoying life as much as I ever did, mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt. Yeah. So, you know, what I found, um, because I do, I'm around a lot of older adults. Um, I call seniors. A lot of people don't like that word, but I figure, hey, we've earned it. That's the loftiest title you can get. And I always wonder, why is senior so good um, for everything except aging. You can be a senior vice president, that's good. A senior in high school, that's good. But, you know, seniors taken uh, differently. But I have discovered it's really about mindset. And when I coach people w- about mindset and how to shift it so that they're positive and embracing aging, and then they kind of get it when they figure out that they hold the reins to their own aging experience. And then it's like, oh, okay, you know. And they figure it out for themselves. And it sounds like you've done that a long time ago. I subscribe to the uh, Clint Eastwood uh, way of thinking. Every morning he says, and I say, don't let the old man in today. (laughs) That's a great. That's that's, what he says. I don't let the old man in and neither do I. That's a great way to think. I mean, because you have to have something you wake up in the morning and say, okay, this is my purpose. This is my passion. This is what I'm going to go out in there and seek today. And a lot of people just wake up and don't realize that they hold the reins to their own aging experience. So anyway, you and I can talk about that forever, but I'm going to move on. And I want to know, when you visit a place like the Neon Museum, I mean, all the years you've seen signs come and go and, you know, everything else, what kind of memories flood back for you? Well, there's two signs down there that, uh, three, three signs. Uh, first up is the Sahara sign that's there, the one that I gave to the uh, Neon uh, Museum, the Boneyard, they call it. I donated it to them. How did, wait a minute, how could you donate the Sahara sign? Because we were taking it down to replace it with a new one back in Oh, that's the, right, because you were working. I, I was the uh, marketing and entertainment director of the Sahara from oh 2003 to 2008. So we wanted to put a new marquee up, a new sign. And it was the long one that spells Sahara uh, lengthwise. Everybody knows it. Uh, We were going to take it down. It was behind the hotel. It was in the parking lot behind the hotel on Paradise. And what are we going to do with the sign? I said, I'll call the Neon Museum, and they'll come and get it. I donated it to them. They came and picked it up, flatbed truck, and and tauled it down there. Before uh, uh, Before that, I was the general manager of the Greek Isles, which was the Debbie Reynolds Hotel. And the, both of those, the Greek Isle sign is down at the Boneyard, and so is uh, Debbie Reynolds' Hollywood Hotel sign. 
is down there. And oh. uh, there's a lot of memories at the yeah. Boneyard or at the Neon Museum. Well, especially for you because, I mean, you were walking those streets. You were running some of those I was walking the streets, joints. is right. I mean, seriously, you know, and then you walk through some place like that, and I just can't even imagine how many different scenarios pop in your the head. The last one is the uh, Blue Angel. You familiar with yeah, the Blue yeah. Angel? Uh, Where that, is that now, by the way? That... It's 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 uh, at the it's at on location. They took it to the Neon Museum for a while, and now they put it back as one of those uh, memory signs that's okay. standing where the old Blue Angel uh, Hotel was okay. motel. The reason why I remember it, I stayed there when I first moved to Vegas, and it was twenty five dollars a week. Oh Lord, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? You can't even get twenty five dollars in resort fees anymore. It's all more than that. Or a, or a buffet coupon to yeah, well, change a lot. <laughs> Buffets are now uh, fifty dollars, sixty dollars, where they were six dollars. And before. we don't even have that many uh, places that even do no, it. No, the anymore. pandemic shut down so yeah. many of those. Um, okay, so after all you've seen and done, which experience stands out the most, or which one is the most endearing? Well, I have to say they were all great experiences. I never had a bad job. I enjoyed everything I, I I've done. I've done what I wanted to do, but I have to say, finally getting to a major strip property. Even though I worked for Circus Circus and was the marketing director for all seven of the properties at the time, mm-hmm. 1993, when they owned all seven seven properties, and that was a corporate job. But being the entertainment director at the Sahara, following so many famous people who had that job, yeah, uh, it was probably the best uh, fun. I had, and uh, it was the most uh, enjoyable to myself as far as how I felt about things. It was a good job. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at all the people that you met. I mean, you've you were telling me Cher, Diana Ross, right. Michael Jackson, Sinatra, Dean Martin. Uh, I mean, you name so many, I can't even keep up. The the one I like to say is the everyone knows the Adventure Dome behind the Circus Circus property, uh-huh. the, the pink building back yeah. there. Uh, in 1993, I was the uh, marketing director for Circus Circus. I got a call from uh, Michael Jackson's people, and he wanted to come and see it, but he wanted to buy out the whole day. So no one else would be in there but him and the people he brought. Mm-hmm. I agreed to that, and I spent the day with him uh, walking through the place, and he bought the whole day, and he brought some of his uh, uh, kids with him, uh, and they did everything they wanted to do. They had a great time. I spent about six, seven hours with Michael wow. Jackson. Wow, what a unique experience. Unbelievable. I met Elvis twice. I was in his suite at the uh, at the International at the time. Yeah, yeah. Second time I met him, was at, it was the Hilton. And it was disc jockey. I was a disc jockey then uh, here in Vegas at KRAM Radio 1340. And we got invited to everything. And I was there at the show in 1972 up in his suite and sat with him and talked to him face-to-face for at least 30 minutes. And he was the humblest, sweetest, nicest person. You could imagine. It was amazing. Now, are you going to write a book? Uh, I've, I've written a book that uh, takes me up to my Vegas days. I just have to go chapter two, or actually chapter 70. Uh, I don't know about that. It's tough to get them published. you got to self-publish. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I have great stories. I, I'm going to do something when I'm not doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Well, that, then we'll never see the book, people. I'm telling you, because he ain't going to never stop doing what he's no, doing. I'm going to be on the radio when I drop. Well, real quickly, Ron, what is different uh, about Ron Garrett today than when you arrived? Well, it's the same guy in my own mind. Uh, same ambition, same desire to succeed, same try to help everybody, try to be positive, try and go forward, get rid of all the gossip and the BS that we hear in Vegas. A lot of that goes around. 
and and pay attention to what you're trying to do, and that's to go forward all the time, always looking for the next big thing, and that's what I do. What's the difference now? Not much. I'm still looking for the next big thing, even at my age. Uh, You know, and me too. I mean, I just never stop. Even when I thought I was stopping, I I just keep... I, I turn the next day I wake up I come up with another idea of something I want to work yeah. on but Ron thank you so much for being my inaugural guest I knew I picked the right dude for this and but wait I, I got another hour I could I talk. really I, I wish I had another hour I would keep you talking but unfortunately I can't do that um but anyway uh, I want to thank my audience for joining me on this first episode of there's no aging in Vegas I appreciate you And I always want you to remember that aging is living. Always remember that. So I will see you next time uh, for the show will be on February 25th at 8.30 a.m. And I would appreciate you on a Sunday joining me. I'll be there. I know that's a lot. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate that. And Ron, you can find him on K... KMZQ AM 670 every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. live and in real time and on Facebook Live on my page. And it's a party, folks. Don't miss it. Trust me on that. So I will see you, not see you, but I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. Sponsorship for this program is provided by AARP Nevada. AARP Nevada helps more than 345,000 members live their best lives. AARP Nevada offers news, information, and resources on the issues that matter most to older adults, including fraud, caregiving, and social security. For more information or to volunteer, aarp.org backslash Nevada.